God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate, you have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have lied to us about everything, the border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Um, my name is Joe Oltman. We're, we're, we've got some pretty explosive stuff to go through coming out of Georgia again. Um, there's reports that have that will be to having Candace on. I wanted to have her on. I think we're probably going to have her on tomorrow. Yes, Are we have Candace on, uh, Candace Taylor on tomorrow. We have guests both shows, but if you need me to move something. Yeah, I think that I think we we want to have her on for tomorrow at the f four o'clock slot to walk through what's happening in Georgia. Georgia, like the 2020 election, has also now ignited. There's reports that are coming out that are showing that. Uh, well, I mean, I'll just kind of walk you through this. I thought this was pretty interesting. But hand count evidence shows that Georgia voting system may have added 15% to Raffensperger's total. Um, that this is, uh, that there's an algorithm that appears to be adding unearned votes to Raffensperger's total running in a statewide a voter GA co-founder Garland Favorito noted. So guess who we have on today? We have Garland with us today. Let's bring him on so he can just go into it. I'm going to be quiet, Garland, and you're just going to you're just going to tell the story and tell us what's going on. Welcome to the show. All again. right, thank you, Joe. Uh, it's great to be back with you. And you mentioned Candace. We think that this probably applies to the governor's race as well, but we haven't been able to get there yet. So we are being blocked uh, in every way, shape, and form from getting access to ballots, getting them unsealed, and from getting audits on the Secretary of State's race and the governor's race, which are sorely needed down here before Brad Raffensperger certifies anything here in Georgia. So um, what we have found, um, it might be best, we did a press conference today, and uh, maybe when uh, the producer has the slides ready, we can start right around slide 15. But basically, back uh, on the May the 24th, we had an election, and Brad Ravensburger went from out of nowhere, as low as 18% of the votes, to getting a 52% majority, which avoided a runoff right. in, his, in his election. And that was quite astounding. So what I did today, we, we talked about a lot of problems. We talked about the system um, awarding votes to 3,300 votes to a candidate who was not even on the ballot. Uh, how does that happen? We have another candidate at 10 and 12 a night that had zero votes. 
when in reality he had 49.7% of the votes. So we talked about that. We talked about the uh, DeKalb County problems where the system rang up thousands of votes in, in era. And uh, we actually, we know what, we depend upon the time. We think we've got enough time. We can show those um, if you, uh, Mr. Producer, want us to start at slide four. Uh, I will give you a quick, I think the visual, the visual is so much better than just talking about it. If you can he, see it. He's, he's putting it up right now. Let's give him a couple minutes to do that. But um, you dove right into it, right? I mean, it, we, we know what happened in Georgia. We saw it happen on the, on the night of, we, we know that Candace Taylor had uh, 60,000 volunteers, yet only 41,000 votes. So I know that she has more information coming out there. It, it's becoming really difficult for anybody to trust the election systems in the United States at this point. It's just, it's, it's fodder. It's, it's, it's almost as if it's like kangaroo court. It's, it's a banana republic, not a, a constitutional republic. Yeah, and what's the absurd thing about that, Joe, is when you try to make common sense suggestions like showing us the balance, the elections officials go bananas and make up all sorts of excuses. So when I saw this going bad on election night, and where, and, uh, with results that made absolutely no sense, I sent an open records request for a copy of the ballots to all 159 counties in the state of Georgia. I explicitly asked for a copy of the ballots, not the, not the Dominion ballot images, because we lobbied to get the Dominion ballot images uh, uh, passed into law, made them public back last year with Senate Bill 202. But then when we looked at them, we found out that the 2020 Fulton County ballot images were electronically altered prior to certification. And we went through that step by step uh, on your show about a month ago, one of the best interviews I think I've, I've ever had. So thank you for that. Yeah. So that's why but that's why we were out to have copies of the ballots this time, and we've been denied across the board in, in all, kind, all many, many, many counties, and they're making up all sorts of false information. We have all the open records request law on our side. The ballots are, uh, there are subject to disclosure, non-exempt, until they're sealed after the election is certified and the ballots are sent to the clerk. At that point in time, they become sealed. The law is very clear on this, and the counties are fighting this tooth and nail, and the Secretary of State is, they are just um, uh, trying to intimidate the counties into refusing to, uh, to provide the evidence that they need. We need to determine who actually won these elections. Okay, so you, you have a you have it, Mr. Producer. Put us both on screen, if you would, and just go ahead and share the. the, the there we go. Yeah, yeah. Not sure what's happening there. Um, um, if we could go to slide four, I think that's the press conference. Um, if we could go to slide four in the deck, if I if I got you there the deck. Go. Yeah. Um, I think it's slide four is the one that we want to start with, and that is exactly it. Thank you. So here is a case of a school board race. It happens to be my school board. When this, here's this lady. Move Linda us to Arnold. the top, if you would, Mr. Producer, so we can see all of the slide, if you would. It'll just cover the voter GA um, uh, logo, and it'll cover, yeah, if you could do that, I'd appreciate it. Sorry, sorry, yes. Garland, I want to make sure that we can see all the percentages of Phil and Linda and everyone else. So he's going to move us around. Whoa, 
Man, I felt like I was floating there for a minute. Woo! Don't worry about it. Don't make it perfect. Don't let the enemy of good be great. There we go. Okay, there you go. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Let's go. All right. I didn't know I, didn't know I could fly. Um, so here you see, Joe, um, one, one race that we are going to challenge. And this race, um, Linda Arnold, who was a candidate who withdrew and was never on the ballot, got 3,317 votes. Phil Chen ended up with zero votes at 10, 12 at night. You can see the time frame up in that um, on the top there. 10, 12 at night, Phil Chen allegedly has zero votes. It turns out he only lost this by about a tenth or two. He had 6,053 votes to uh, Michelle Baranzi's 61-69. What's interesting about this, Michelle hardly campaigned at all in, in the district, only campaigned in one small area. So uh, we're going to challenge this. This is uh, a discrepancy that what happened in uh, Fulton County. And, and then uh, here's a bizarre one for you. If we go to slide seven, Mr. Producer, you can go to slide seven. Uh, we, that's perfect. Here's what happened in DeKalb County. It's another county in Metro Atlanta. And DeKalb County, look at the difference between what the Dominion system uh, reported on May 24th and what the actual hand count audit of this race um, proved. So this, this whole thing come to, came to pass because Michelle Long Spears got zero votes in her precinct and where her and her husband live. And she complained about it. The uh, elections people tried to run a, a, a recount, a machine recount on the race. The recount failed, just like it did in Coffee County. So they resorted to a hand count audit. And when they finally actually looked at the real ballots, yeah, they looked at the real ballots and look at these crazy discrepancies all across the board. Uh, the the um, the Dominion system had declared Marshall, Orson, and Lauren Alexander as going to a runoff with the most votes. In reality, the hand count uh, showed that that uh, the system had shorted Michelle Long Spears three thousand votes. Uh, and then uh, they had added uh, about 1,500 of those to Marshall Orson. The other 15, 1,700 votes were never counted at all. <laughs> so the elections officials are trying to write this off as just simply a, an alignment problem. And it's not. Uh, and, you know, as you know, uh, Joe, because you're, you're pretty experienced with this, if they had an alignment problem, it would show one candidate's votes being given to another candidate and then that candidate being votes are being given to a third candidate. You don't see that here. You see massive discrepancies in a variety of, of different different um, columns here. So it's almost uh, beyond belief and in particular uh, is the election day uh, vote which was off by literally by thousands in, in um, in several different different aspects. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you, IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones, you can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're 
for you, and, and here's the thing, it, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. So okay, so, so, so I want to I just uh, address this. So the, and for those that are on the audio version, let me just walk through this really, really quick. On the results reported on May 24th, uh, it showed candidate Lauren Alexander with 4,866 votes, and that's 2,993 on election day, 1,569 on advanced voting, and the absentee by mail, 304. Uh, candidate Marshall Orson had 3,524 on election day, 1,590 on advanced voting. And 413 on absentee by mail for a total of 5527. And Michelle Long Spears had 1,029 on election day, uh, 22,194 on advance voting, 447 on absentee by mail for a total of 3670. That's a total votes of election day of 7546, uh, advance voting of 5,353, and absentee by mail of 1164 for a total of 14063. Now, fast forward, and I'm sorry I have to do this really quickly because the audio version, people are going to be listening to this, and I want them to understand it. Uh, Lauren Alexander, and I'll just, I'm just going to go through the full uh, uh, election results. Lauren Alexander, in a audited hand count reported on June 3rd, had 4,878. Uh, that's a plus of uh, 12 b votes um, for uh, her. Marshall Orson had 4,032 votes. That's a uh, reduction of 1,495 ballots. Michelle Long Spears had 6,823, as opposed to the reporting through the machines of 3,670. Um, that is a discrepancy of 3,100 uh, and uh, let's say 60 votes. Um, Donald Broussard was not even on the list, showed he had 135. The total being 15,868 votes, a delta, a change in the total vote count of nearly 1,000, uh, or actually 1,805 votes. Okay, go ahead. Wow, that's pretty good math there, Joe. I'm impressed. I'm a math guy. I mean, it, for those that, that care about math, I, I do it very quickly. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that bright, but I am a math guy. I like math. I like yeah, Rain Man. Just Rain Man. Just call me Rain Man. Who's on first? First, first. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so the nutshell is that Dan, Donald Broussard had dropped out of the race, and they tried to blame this on his dropout and a candidate alignment. Uh, about you know, like basically a ballot style or ballot definition misalignment, which happens, uh, and that's a legitimate mistake. But the, it doesn't add up for the reasons that you just said. Uh, it, to to just sum it up, eighteen hundred votes were not counted by the machines, and several thousand, three thousand votes were shor uh, shorted from Michelle Long Spears. Fifteen hundred votes, approximately were given to uh, Marshall Orson, all in error. Uh, this is not something that could be 
uh, attributed solely to a candidate uh, alignment issue on the ballot. There's something else fundamentally wrong here. Right. But, but, yeah. So this the is just County, a commissioner's race. That's correct. And this was the only race in DeKalb County that actually got checked. Um, once they did that, and the Board of Elections had a lot of courage to do this hand count audit, because they wanted to make sure the results were right. So they had a lot eh, of courage to do eh, They but, were not but, right. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. They wanted to find out. I should re, Let me rephrase that. They wanted to see what the real results were. Right. That's what they wanted to do. And when they found out what the real results are, then it's clear that this was such a, uh, a massive problem that it justified and dictated that they would have to audit uh, other races. And that's when they lost their courage. They were intimidated by the Secretary of State's office with all sorts of threats. Um, and they uh, then decided to go ahead and certify the results without ever checking a, a single another race in uh, Cab County in spite of the recommendations from our, our group as well as the Georgia GOP and Tea Party Papers to just simply audit some more races to ensure that the public's uh, you know, votes are actually being counted correctly given the confidence they need. Okay, so we, we, we got to uh, the seventh slide, or uh, yeah, I think it was the seventh slide. What other information can we, can we get out of that uh, presentation? Well, the big news is what you were just saying, Joe, and that starts, that picks up about uh, slide 15. Okay, let's go to slide 15. Secretary of State's Brad Raffensperger. So <sighs> just to give you a little bit of background on this, uh, Brad bought an unverifiable QR-coded voting system, yeah. which was against the voter GA's recommendations. It was against the safe commission, <laughs> that, their recommendations. All the people were, were uh, saying, please do not buy this unverifiable, this type of unverifiable voting system. And my personal advice to him as a candidate before he ever became uh, uh, a Secretary of State was to avoid this type of system. Of course, and, and you already know this, Joe, but the uh, uh, Dominion Democracy Suite 5.5 and the ESNS Express Vote are two systems that are, accumulate votes in this unverifiable manner in a QR code. Now, there are, they, they, vendors have other systems that don't do this and that are much better systems. And we recommended a variety of systems for all the vendors that to uh, that would be much better to use. So he ignores that advice. Then the U.S. District Court found that the system violates two Georgia laws because the law says you have to have human readable text. Electors' choices have to be in human readable text for a, uh, a verifiable ballot, and that's done. Uh, so he, he, after we get this decision, he appeals it so he can continue to use the system for the 2022 primaries. Then he files an amicus brief in, Fulton, in our Fulton County counterfeit ballot case to try to oppose unsealing of the ballot. So well, hold on, time a second. He, he wants to seal the ballots and not let anybody get access to them. The Secretary of State is trying to stop the public. Okay, so let me ask you a question. He represents the people of Georgia. Well, he's supposed to. The, it's the safest election in U.S. history. 
Yeah, that's what safest and most secure election in U.S. history. Okay, all right, okay, it's safe and secure. And you walk in and say, "I call, I call BS." Right. And he goes, "Well, I'm not going to let you see it because it's not transparent." What does that What does that tell you about the system you're living in? Exactly, it tells you that it's corrupt and they're hiding up corruption. I mean, that's yeah. the only possible answer if i you know if somebody accused me and i'm not accusing him personally but if somebody uh questioned the integrity of my work product i would be all over the fact that i'd want to show it to him in fact i actually have right. already put a, an affidavit on record from what i'm about to tell you um so then he start they start threatening counties his office starts threatening counties not to provide ballot copies for our open records request and now he plans tomorrow to certify his own election that vastly is vastly different from his poll projections and it's how it's so different it's really uh amazing so we can go hop to the next slide and i'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that okay and so for those that are just watching it, 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 it he, when, you, when you go through, he threatens counties not to provide ballot copies. He's going through all the things that are happening. He's hiding information from the American people, from the people of Georgia. So this is a secretary of state that is basically saying safest, most secure election in U.S. history. I just, I mean, I'm going to say the quiet part out loud. Safest, most secure election in U.S. history. And yet no one is allowed to see these election results except for him. Exactly. And trust me. Okay. Move me all the way to the far right, right if you would to. And, and, and in fact, Joe, uh, even the counties can't see them. They just, cert when they certify election, they have no idea what they're certifying. They're just reading out what their uh, machine says, and they're saying, okay, this is it. They can't prove anything that they're certifying is actually correct. So, so okay. going on to the, so Joe, here's the polling that went down uh, in, in April and May in Georgia. So I'm going to start off with the landmark poll. Uh, Landmark Communications, one of the most respected pollsters in the state of Georgia. Uh, it showed that he was get, tracking 18% in April 15th, and that's just the month before the election. And his competitor, Jody Heiss, was doubling him at 36%. Uh, the, the University of Georgia had him at 28% on April 26th. Okay. Uh, 11 Alive, 11 one of our larger TV stations here in Metro Atlanta had them at 31% on the 28th. And uh, one of our local county newspapers had the same number on April 29th. And, then early and Dominion Voting Systems had them at 52% to avoid any runoff. Well, wait a minute. You're jumping ahead. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. you're, you're stealing my thunder. All right. Th thunder stealer over here, Mr. Owen. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you the, 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 the good line when we get there. So uh, early voting early early voting uh, and mail in start on May two. A Kaplan Strategies uh, poll says he's at twenty six percent on May thirteenth. And the day before the election he gets his best his best rating yet from Landmark and that's still thirty nine percent, which shows he's in a dead heat with Jody Heiss. The Trump endorsed Secretary of State can. But then, Joe, now it's your turn. You can tell them what the Dominion system racked up for them. Dominion 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 voting system and their magic, their magic system has him at fifty-two percent, avoiding a runoff. He gets over fifty percent of the vote and he moves on. 
with Dominion voting systems pushing them across the finish line ahead of the people of Georgia. I want to really quickly read one of our sponsors in our last sponsor, which is Axos Bank. Um, you know that. So I'm excited about to have found a bank, Axos Bank, that's open. It opened on Independence Day 2000. Um, they're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate, and that's a big one. Listeners can get a $150 bonus if you open by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in the freedom to do business without compromising our values. Um, go to axosbank.com slash daily for details, for full details. That's axosbank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus... You only need a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Access Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. AccessBank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Uh, and I asked, so I asked Mark Roundtree, who's the head of Landmark Communications. I said, Mark, this is a really respected poster down here. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, I think uh, Rappersburger hired them at one time. Yeah. So I said, Mark, do you have any explanation for Brad Ravensburger going from 39% to 53% uh, on, on one day uh, in, in, that, uh, in that election? And he said, no, I have no explanation for that. And I said, Mark, can I quote you on that? And he said, yes, you can. So I decided to quote him in, in the, uh, the person. So, so um, we, we've been... In- We've been doing this thing, right, where we, uh, where we look underneath the hood, Garland, of what's happening in, for Dominion Voting Systems. And I got access to some more information, some reports that they had taken offline. Somebody sent them to me and said, hey, you need to check out these reports for Dominion Voting Systems and these manuals. So I'm going through it, and I'm comparing all the information that are in those to the affidavits, most, most notably the affidavit from Eric Coomer, you know, that... He filed affidavits in different states. He, you know, yes. took Maybe all that stuff him. down. Nothing to see here. But, and he just keeps lying. They keep lying about everything. I mean, everything is a lie. And so I'm, I'm literally building a case of, uh, you have to be Captain Dum Dum not to see that Dominion Voting Systems has algorithms and functions built into the system that allow for them to manipulate the vote lickety split. Yeah. Well, we, we, call, it fraction, we call it fraction magic. Uh, yeah. They they got the intellectual property from um, from Debo, which orig- yeah. orig- originated in, uh, from Global Election Systems, and the uh, top uh, stakeholder in Global, who was the vice president of software, was actually indicted in King County on twenty three counts of um, of embezzlement and fraud. I think he was convicted on three of those counts uh, back in the nineteen nineties. So uh, that's where. <laughs> That's where your intellectual property is coming from. Uh, so I was wondering if we could move on to the next slide, 17. Yes, yeah, let's do it. Let's go to 17 and, if we can, Mr. Producer. Yeah. yeah. 17. And then. We're, we're going to get there. We just, he, he's feeling a little special today. He's going a little slow. So we got to, all right, here we go. Uh, oh, it, wait, it's almost there. We're, it, it, and it's almost up. I'm killing well, airtime. Okay, let's well, talk about talk, it. He'll get it up. Can, yeah. Yeah, we can talk to him while he's getting it up. So, um, so a lot of people said, well, did crossover voting make the difference? A bunch of people crossed over. Yeah, one more slide um, past that one. There we go. So did crossover um, make the difference? 
Well, there was the AP said that 37,000 people crossed over. The Washington Post agreed with that number. That's only about 3% of the voters, maybe 6% of Ravensburgers total. It doesn't yeah. account for this 13 to 19% and, and even greater deficits. And then if you look at Republican majority counties, you can take every voter uh, who voted in the Democrat primary from the previous election, and you still, if you put them into the numbers, it still doesn't uh, even begin to uh, make up the difference between the these wildly inflated results and what the polling projections are. So bottom line is crossover voting, that doesn't make any sense. So, uh, it, you know, it's a factor, but it's not the explanation. So we can go on to the slide 18 uh, if you want, um, Mr. Producer. Okay, slide 18. And, up. I, I can talk to that one. He's good, but he's fast. So, um, so we had a hand count audit in Cobb County. And the election day ballots, this is for a precinct known as Vines 04. So we requested in writing in advance that they audit the Secretary of State's race. And um, we, they basically ignored our request. The audit was delayed for an hour because they had to search for the rest of the ballots. And so they had to delay the audit for Yeah, good story. After they started it, they found out they were missing half the ballots. I don't know what happened to their uh, chain of custody um, um, on those. But they finally got them. They audited it. The race results um, worked out in dining cityhood. But uh, the director said then, well, there's no time for us to audit the Secretary of State's race. Although I did think about it. That's what she claimed. So we'll go to the next slide, slide 19. And here's, we decided in advance, our team decided, I actually wasn't present for this, but they wanted to, they decided to monitor Secretary Raffensperger's votes during the cityhood audit. So this audit had 993 ballots, 757 of those were Republicans. 214 Democrat, 22 nonpartisan. So the Republican ballots were 76% of the totals. So we can go to the next slide, number 20. We just have a couple more slides left. And then, um, so here's what we did. We, we ran it in four batches. We ran the audit in four batches, and those were the... Uh, those were the, the numbers that we got. Ravensburger had 54 votes and 117, 37 out of 96 ballots, 92 out of 240, 44 out of 114. So we were able to monitor five, 567 of the 993 ballots. That's way over half. So when you uh, consider that Republican ballots are 76% of the total, what we actually monitored were 431 approximately uh, Republican ballots. That's an estimate. And of that, Ravensburger had 227 votes. So okay. that, that, yeah. So that equates to 52.6%. Right. What a coincidence! That's almost exactly what he got statewide. So no problem, right, John? Point one percent I mean, off. It, yeah, no, no problem at all. Yeah, it adds up a half a point. Okay, so there's just one problem though. And let's, let's flip on to the next slide, and you'll see what that problem is. 52%. The problem is that the system 
in that precinct for election day gave Brad Raffensperger an astonishing 68.4% of the Republican vote. That's a Republican precinct. 68.4% of the vote. Those are the totals between the four Secretary of State uh, candidates there, Raffensperger 498, Heiss 168, Belisle 42, and TJ Hudson 20. So for a total of 728 Republican uh, votes in that precinct. So based on our, uh, well, that's the actual fact. In fact, we show that down at the bottom, that is the actual Secretary of State spreadsheet showing the results that comes right off of the Secretary of State's website. Nobody is denying that Ravensburger uh, got 68.4 in that precinct, percent of the, result of the vote. Now, we could have a bit of an error, give yeah. them a margin of a margin of error on our county. Let's see, maybe we were Instead of 52 and a half, it was 53 and a half, giving the benefit of the doubt for a 1%. But there's still about a 15% gap there uh, that we cannot explain. Uh, and uh, we, uh, we could not have made an error that big. So there has to be a 10 to 15% boost that Brad Raffensperger is getting off the Dominion system, as we can see it. And based on my expertise, 40 years in IT, 20 years in uh, voting system research, electronic voting system. I, I believe that that algorithm that we, we see in this precinct is probably implemented statewide because the results are so smooth across all the counties um, in, in the state. So, so okay. what we did, yeah, we asked, and then if we go to the last slide, we asked that the Secretary of State, uh, first of all, we said, we reminded that this new sister report that just came out that said the Dominion ICX has vulnerabilities. They, they are recommended conduct rigorous post-election tabulation audits yeah. of the human readable of physical balance. So the sister report, even though it was a day late and a dime short, or is it a, or, or something like that, that got that backwards, dime, uh, the, day anyway, late and a dollar they, short, gotcha. Dollar short, dollar short. They were three years late, actually, but they were correct when they finally got to the point. So we are calling on the Georgia counties to audit the Secretary of State race. We're calling on the Secretary of State uh, not to certify his own election prior to audit, auditing it because he has an obvious conflict of interest. And we're also asking for the counties to honor our open records request for the copies of the ballots. That way, all the public can know the truth about Whatever happened, you know, if we're wrong, then the, uh, the public deserves to know that we're wrong. And if we are right, the public deserves to know that we are right. It's all but, about honest transparency. But, but you got access to the ballots, and that was massively wrong, and put a candidate ahead of the other candidates by a large margin. That's what it appears, Joe, uh, based on our unofficial uh, hand count that we conducted, which, um, you know, of course, was not approved by the county or the Secretary of State, but it's a legitimate hand count. I think you can see by the numbers. We are, are just trying to get to the truth about what happened here. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot. Even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. 
If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family is protected in a medical emergency if you ever need to be air medically transported. With AirMedCare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. Now, they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. So, so is anybody like calling you? I mean, is anybody like news stations or anyway, is anyone having a conversation with you and saying, all right, tell us what's going on? I mean, is there, is there red pilling happening or black pill? Whatever pill they want to swallow, a hard pill to swallow that says that these machines are defrauding the American voter. And that they are stealing the voice of the American voter. Is anybody calling you that would normally not call you and say, all right, now I'm concerned? Not yet. We're only getting the people who care. And that's like people like you, uh, people like uh, OAN, people like Mike Lindell's uh, Lindell TV. Uh, we probably will get something with America's voice. But those are the people that care uh, are calling me and calling us and reaching out. The, the uh, local news, zilch, zilch. They're in cover-up mode for Ravensburger and they're covering up the election fraud that occurred both in 2020 and now in 2022. And this is not even a Republican and Democrat issue anymore. It's now an issue about the Republican primary. All right, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remain, I don't know, calm about this. But based on the, the, the hand count and, and based on the fact that, that um, I, I don't remember him. Is it Michelle? Who, who got the extra 2,000 votes? Michelle Longspear. Oh. Michelle Longspear. Is uh, she back on the ballot now and in a runoff? Is that, has that happened? No. No. Linda Arnold. Linda Arnold. Yeah, the uh, one that got an additional. Uh, no, no, no. She was never on the ballot in the first place. No, no, no. Go, go back to the one where it added, it went from, if we can go, I think it's uh, number seven, number seven. Ballot number Michelle seven. Long yeah. I'm sorry. Michelle Long Spears. Yeah. Yes. She has been declared the winner as a, as a um, result of the hand count audit, and she is going, rightfully so, to a runoff with Lauren Alexander. Okay, so she, she is declared, so they put something out there that pushed her completely out. They do a hand count because it's messed up, the things are messed up. She's declared the winner in the system. People called foul, so they had to do a hand count because obviously it was wrong, right? And yet now they won't question the entire legitimacy of the entire system that's used in Michigan, which by the way, it's a hundred million dollar machine, hundred million dollar contract with Dominion Voting Systems out of Georgia, correct? And Joe, that's just the beginning of it. Yeah. There's a lot more expense to it than that, which I'm happy to tell you about if you have time. Uh, let's go. All right. The initial purchase was allocated for $150 million. You're not going to believe this. In addition to that, there's another there's another hundred million dollars over ten years of an unfunded mandate on the counties 
logistics to for software uh, testing certification the logistics of moving all these ballot marking uh, devices uh, uh, around the software licensing I don't think I said that um, all these things are unfunded mandate on the county now on top of that they 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 did this without a fiscal note which is required in Georgia law for a, a um, it's like a cost-benefit analysis that is required for this kind of a massive expenditure. It's required for a very, very low amounts, but the Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, who you, we've talked about on your show before, decided that no fiscal note was necessary. But here's the kicker. They took out a bond on this, a 20-year bond, uh, and so they're going to be paying for this system over 20 years, but the shelf life of the system is only 10 years. So the taxpayers are going to be paying for this for 10 years after the shelf life, the useful shelf life is over. That And that was done by your conservative Republicans. All right. So, I, I mean, look, this is like kangaroo time, right? It's You count the votes. It's you know the and the hand counting by the way i just want everybody to understand hand counting and paper ballots and the way that was done before on a paper ballot where you run it through and everyone counts the ballots would cost about 20 percent over the life of the contracts in order to do in georgia you could shrink the precincts and you could actually do it for about 20 percent of the value of that contract cost you about 50 million dollars over the course of of uh 10 years right so, yeah, we, we proposed uh, the much cheaper alternatives and just well, flat got ignored. But money is, I mean, and th- this is where you know that, that what they're doing, they're, they're hiding the ballots, telling people you can't have access to the ballots. They, they stop people from seeing the Halderman report, which showed the vulnerabilities in Dominion voting systems. All you have to do is, is watch the, the things that Eric Coomer has said and, and, and compare it to what's happening in Dominion voting systems, and you will find very quickly as you go through this process that he's a liar. And what they're doing is literally stealing the voice of the American people. Garland, I'm going to give you, I'm, I'm going to bring you back on. We have a guest that's on that has a hard stop. I'm going to bring, if, if I can, I know that you are on at 630. You're on uh, Frank's Beach, correct? Uh, so, right. I'm coming yeah. up right after you. I'm coming up there tonight. Okay. So you're, you're on Frank's speech. I want everybody to, even if you leave me for a minute and you come back to this, I want you to be able to listen to Garland speak about what he's talking about now, which is the stealing of the elections in, in Georgia. Garland, you are retired. I'm retired. You're retired, and you are spending every waking hour defending the people in Georgia. At, at zero pay on top of that. But and, it's got to be done. Right? And it's a thankless job. The, yeah. Well, I, I, to be honest with you, Joe, I do get a lot of thanks. There's so many people down here that appreciate what, what I'm doing. And we have an incredible volunteer team behind us. Uh, it's just amazing. I think I almost broke down and cried. We were talking about that on your show one, uh, one night. So uh, it, it's just fantastic. There are a lot of people. I'm just the face of the movement in Georgia. Yeah. There are uh, you know, a thousand people probably that are helping us out in a variety of different ways. All right. Well, I want to tell you, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I, you know, God bless you. And we are very appreciative that you're in the fight. 
um, I, I know personally that it's difficult because everyone takes shots at you and they attack your character and they lie about you and you find yourself in the middle of it. But, you know, you just continue to just walk down that path and say sooner or later it will manifest itself if we continue to put our foot on the gas and do the right thing and operate with integrity. So I just want to say thank you to you. It, exactly, Joe. And th thank you so much. And I just want to remind everybody we, we appreciate all your listeners out there that have supported us at VoterGA.org, um, you know, because we, we are uh, all that, the donations that come in go straight to investigative research and legal fees. So thank you so much for having me on, Joe. And I appreciate all you're doing as well. Um, at, and I hope to be back with you soon. Hey, absolutely. God bless you. Garland Favorito out of uh, VoterGA and .org. And he is an amazing man. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Joe.